I kind of feel like the guy from Lazy Town when my hair is this dark. Robbie Rotten? Yeah. <laughs> Why though? I don't know. I feel like I feel like he could be my dad. I am recording. I'm Rachel. I'm Caroline. And this is Vibing with Vino. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 20. Wowzies. The big two zero. Two zero, six months in. Doing good. Crazy. We are six months in. January yeah. 5th was our first episode. Yeah. Right? The day that we're recording this, it is officially six months. Weird. Officially six months. How crazy. I know. Go us. I know. I love it. Hey. Alrighty. Well, well. The most important part. What are you drinking, Caroline? Wine. Ah, well. Crazy. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> You don't get to know what. You don't get to know <laughs> how I like it. Nothing if else. If I like it, you just get to know that I'm drinking wine. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk? <laughs> On Vibe with Vino, they're drinking wine? Really? What? I just what? thought it was like, they just said that they drank wine and that's yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> no. I am drinking the Kendall Jackson Vintner's Reserve Sauvignon Blanc vintage 2020 so for reasons we will be talking about caroline and i are drinking different wines again this week um but i am i am also drinking a sauvignon blanc i am drinking the boxed wine provisions sauvignon blanc i don't believe that this has a vintage i feel like boxed wines don't typically put no but i figured it couldn't hurt to look but yeah so how are ya? I'm I'm doing good. Big week. Big week for Rachel. I have officially moved out of Blacksburg. She's um, a Jersey gal again. Back to being a Jersey gal. Bye bye, Virginia. For for the it it is only temporary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, officially moved out. It was good. My mom came down and helped me and Packed up a full van in my car full of my stuff. And I've been unpacking since I've been home. I hate packing and unpacking. That is one thing to know about me. But yeah, I've done pretty good so far. I've unloaded almost all my clothes. All of my books. I reorganized my closet. Um, So yeah, I'm officially... Moved out and moved back in. And then what else do I have going on? Just a lot of stuff going on this week. I am babysitting my baby cousin for a few days. I'm starting my new job this week uh, (laughs) with Caroline's boyfriend's dad. (laughs) I cannot wait to see how that goes. I'm going down to D.C. this weekend. When I'm going up to Jersey, so we don't even get to see each other. 
Well, are you gonna be what when are you driving up? So I can see you on Friday. Let me see if I'm babysitting. Oh my god, you are so lucky. You're not babysitting. You are so, yeah, I'm not. You are so damn lucky. Look at oh my god, yay, I get to see you. I know. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> For like more than ten minutes. Yay! <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, thrilled. apparently I get to see Caroline this weekend. Yay! Yay! Um, but yeah, that's my updates. Caroline, how are you? Well, I wasn't really a human this week. Quite, like, I'm not even kidding. I, my body is in catch-up mode right now, and so I'm just completely exhausted. I had two papers due this week because it's the midterms of my semester. So since it's an eight-week semester, right, right this past week was when everything hit. And so I had a report that I had to write that ended up being 15 pages long. I wrote it in three days. It was... Alrighty. It was hefty. And then I had a case formulation that I had to write that ended up being nine. Uh Uh-huh. Lots of pages. Yes. So, I mean, thankfully I was able to, like, my... Uh, best friend down here who's also in my program we are in the same classes and so we like were together we weren't writing them together but we were together while writing them so we like Mm -hmm. kept each other on on track motivated we were like we're getting it done like let's do this section then let's do this section then let's eat then let's do this section then let's go to the gym then let's do this section so we were really on top of things which it just felt great to do that um, and I'm glad that I had somebody also keeping me on track because yeah. it's it's really easy to get distracted while doing those because they are so large and like kind of intimidating to do. And plus they're the first ones that we've ever done. Yeah. So I had that going on. And then of course I still had classes too. So add in the what total of 12 hours of classes that I had this week and then I had already committed to babysitting on Friday from like nine to six so it was a long day and then I still had to afterwards finish my paper and I when I tell you Friday night I was so not human I I forgot that I hadn't eaten dinner until 9 30 at night And then I was too tired to make anything. So I looked in my fridge and I was like, oh, pickles. Let's have some pickles. So I ate five pickle spears. And then I was so off my rockers that I said, let's put a straw in it. And I drank the pickle juice with a straw. Yeah. And then I, and then I looked in my freezer and I realized I had garlic knots that I froze from a while ago. And I was like, oh my God, phenomenal. I'll just have cold garlic knots. Like, sounds great. I bit into it and I was like, these are frozen. You physically can't bite into them. (laughs) I was going to say. I was thinking like, oh, they'll just be cold. It'll be fine. No, they're frozen. (laughs) So like. Duh. I know, but my brain wasn't working. Uh. So I did, I did heat them up and they were good, but um, it just shows how not okay, not okay. I was. 
So I, I wore my sleeping mask, like my little eye mask to sleep that night. And I was like, I'm going to sleep in until like 10 a.m. So I wake up and I'm like, hmm, it's probably like 9.30. I'm feeling great. It was 7.34. And I'm like, my body hates me. Oh, my God. Not fair. So then I tried to go back to sleep because I literally was so exhausted. Ended yeah. up getting out of bed at like 10, finishing my paper, submitting it because I was like, I'm done. Dyed my hair because I had the stuff and I was like, well, let's go for it. It is like half a shade darker than I was intending, but it's fine because this is also like the first dye. Like it hasn't been washed yet. It hasn't been exposed to sun that much. You know, I know it's going to fade and it's going to be like the perfect tone, Yeah. but I, I washed it out and I was like, Oh, well, okay then. And so sometimes I see it and I'm like, I hate it. And then other times I'm like, no, it looks dang good. (laughs) But it's just going to take getting used to, you know? Yeah, of course. I kind of feel like the guy from Lazy Town when my hair is this dark with the bad eyebrows. Why? Robbie Rotten? Yeah. (laughs) why though i don't know i feel like i feel like he could be my dad (laughs) Alrighty. but yeah so i dyed my hair and then ryan my boyfriend came over yesterday and i was like we are having a fun night like i just want to go i want to just enjoy life i want to do the things that feed my soul so i went to see what that feed my soul. I needed it. I was not okay. So we went to see Top Gun in theaters. Oh, I want to know nothing about it. I'm going to see it tonight. Oh my God, Rachel. I tell... want to know nothing. Nothing, not... nothing, hey, nothing, hey, nothing, hey. nothing, nothing. Right, shut your mouth. I was going to say, tell me, like, call me after you watch it. Okay. Gosh. Aggressive. I will, however, say I think it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Stop. Stop. <laughs> You're talking about it. <laughs> I'm not giving you any details. But right after that, directly across the street is this bar called the Metro Bar. And it's this outdoor bar that's based around an old Metro car. Oh, like that's one awesome. of the train cars. Yeah. And unfortunately, they didn't, like, they had so many things out of stock, like drinks mm-hmm. and things out of stock that we were like, Let's just go somewhere else. Yeah. So then we went to the wharf because there's this bar at the wharf that I really wanted to go to. And it's like this arcade bar called Boardwalk. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to go to the wharf, but we were like, let's end there. So we went to, um, we went to a a little rooftop bar, had a drink there. Then we went to... We tried to go to some other places, but we weren't really feeling any of the food. So then we just decided to go to Boardwalk. And my friend who lives in my apartment complex met up with us. And so we went to Boardwalk and I got corn dogs because it was all carnival themed food. It was so cool. And like the drinks were carnival themed too. So I had a cotton candy Collins. Uh-huh. It was so fun. But we became friends with the bartenders uh-huh. because they were funny. And she literally... 
the one girl was like, oh, you know, sorry that I'm studying your ID for so long, but I had, like, when I was younger, I had a New Jersey fake ID. So I'm really, I've never seen, like, an actual Jersey ID. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. And then at some point, she said that she thinks that ketchup is the lowest tier of condiments. She thinks it's disgusting. And I was like, what? So do you like yellow mustard? And she was like, oh yeah, love it. And I was like, I don't think that I can like you anymore. You like yellow mustard, you hate ketchup, and you had a fake Jersey ID. Like, I don't know if I like you anymore. Nope. And my friend was like, how can you say that to someone? And I'm like, I know that she can take it. Look at, she's laughing. She's fine. Yeah. But so we became friends with the bartenders and they actually gave us three free drinks. Heck yeah. So... It was a night. Nice. I had a freaking night. Nice. And then this morning, we just like laid in bed and hung out. And then we decided to go to the Eastern Market Farmer's Market, which Ryan has never been to. And so we went to a farmer's market and I was I was my happy little farmer's market bitch. I was so happy there. I was feeling all the things. I was loving life. I bought a new pair of earrings. Um, Ryan bought me an early birthday necklace. And then I got some produce. We got some yummy sandwiches. Nice. And yeah, it was a day. Beautiful out today. It was like 74. It was the perfect weather. I went outside once today because I've been unpacking all day. That's fine. But yesterday I was outside like all day. Yeah. So yesterday was gorgeous too. Anyway... Let's get into our topic. Our topic of today. And since today is the 20th episode, Carolyn and I figured we'd talk about life in our 20s. Yes. And of course, we are young 20s. So it's so it's not we're we're not talking about all of life spectrum. in our 20s, but like kind of what we're expecting from our 20s and what we've experienced so far how weird of a time period it is yeah such a weird time period especially where we are right now (laughs) yeah yeah so let's dive into it yeah well to preface I'm 22 going on 23 this month and I'm 22 going on 23 next month so like I said, very young 20s. But I think we're in the sweet, like, no, I don't want to say the sweet spot of the 20s. But like, the confused stage of the 20s. Because yeah. we have some people graduating college, some people getting full time jobs, some people going to grad school, some people getting engaged and getting married, some people already starting to have children. Some people moving back in with their parents, some people moving away, some people not knowing what the heck's going on in their lives. We literally have the whole gamut of, like, what in the world. (laughs) Like, what? And these are all the people that we've gone to, like, high school with and gone to college College with, with. But then we also... I know for me, I'm friends with people, like, up into the later 20s and, like, friends with people younger than me, too. 
So like also seeing how very different all those stages are at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm the youngest cousin out of my whole family. So I'm watching like yeah. two, two of my cousins are getting married this year. One got married last year. Two got married a couple years ago. Like, yeah. You know, everyone's going through such different things. No, I know. And my, I, my family, so I'm the oldest of my family, but my family is the youngest of all the cousins. So like, same thing for us. I have a cousin that's getting married in June next year. And literally all of my other cousins are in serious relationships, except for me, my sister, and my brother. Wow. You guys are the only ones not in relationships. That's so funny. (laughs) Wait, that's so wild. I know. Because so I have... <laughs> so, sorry. So I have two cousins that are, like, a year to two older... Or a year to two years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And they've both been in relationships for, like, a year and a half to three years, I think. Yeah. And then I'm the... Uh, I'm next, and I've... Nothing. <laughs> I have no nothing. One. No one <laughs> Nobody. Inside. Nothing going on. It's fine. You don't even have a dog. <laughs> like. Girl, I literally have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, another weird thing. My roommate, she is a year younger than I am. And she's going to get engaged in, like, a year, two, three years. Somewhere very soon. Yeah. Because her and her boyfriend have already been dating for three years now. Yeah. I mean, Ryan and I have been together for three years. Yeah. And so that's going to come at least another couple of years away. Don't get any ideas. Yeah. But, but see, see, Caroline and I are in such different points, too, where she's totally. been in a relationship for three years, going to get engaged and married soon. Me, no. literally nothing. <laughs> Uh, has I, never really I, I, been in. I've never been in a relationship. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to happen? And I think the thing to really, like, what's wild is that, like, it doesn't matter. You know, no. like, what age you get into a relationship and you get married, it doesn't matter. Not but at it's all. just so funny how where we are right now, we really are seeing every phase of it, kind yeah. of. We're seeing exactly the people who don't have relationships. We're seeing the people who are in relationships but not expecting to get engaged. We're seeing the people getting engaged, getting married, having children. It's wild. It is. And relationships aren't even one of the biggest parts about it. But there's also such a stark difference between the early 20s and education slash career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because – you are not like I mean you're definitely you're getting jobs but you're not in like your full lifelong career and that's the other thing well for me in particular I don't know if I want like a full lifelong career there's just I at least for now I don't expect to settle into a job anytime soon because I there's just so many things that I like to do and that I like working with and experiencing and I don't think one job would encompass everything that I want to do 
And also the past three jobs that I've had, I've gained so many different like skills and experiences doing those jobs. And I love that because looking at all of the things that I've done, I can say, oh, I have this and this and this, and I can advertise and market myself in a completely different way than somebody who's been in the same thing their entire school career, who is only focused on doing one thing and knows exactly what they want. But like, yes, I don't know what I want, but there's so many different things that I can want. Yeah. And that I can do. Which is great. And I think that that's a lifestyle that a lot of people would never consider because it's very risky. Yeah. And you like realistically in that type of a career, there's no stability. But yeah, a lot of people don't want that lifestyle because it's so risky. It's like not stable. It's changing all the time, but I love that. That's what I thrive on. And I think you're right in the way that like, if you do a career like that, you get so many more experiences that you would never get otherwise. Exactly. And that's really cool. Yeah. And I've always been the kind of person that wants to do everything. Yeah. And just wants to know about everything, wants to learn everything. That's why I have so many books on different things. I just organized all my books today and I was like, wow, I have so many. Um, but that's why like, I want to go to all like I want to travel all these places and I want to like learn about all these all these cultures and I've just always been that person and so that's why I think that just doing one job would not satisfy me in any way I mean that's why you had so much difficulty picking a school major yeah and then of course three minors yeah, exactly. You said, let me Three very different minors. Very different. Very different minors. Oh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> what's funny is that you compared it to somebody who, like, is in school, knows what they wanted to do, like, is has only done that. That's me. That's Caroline. <laughs> but I have traits of that I want to do many different yeah. things. And so it's funny how your comparison is to somebody who, like, is me who knew right from the get-go that she wanted to go into psychology, went to went to undergrad majoring in psychology, is now in a doctorate program for psychology. Like I've always known that. And yet I had three minors, all behavior neuroscience, classical studies, and then clinical concentration, which is very psych oriented. But like I did all of these different things. So It's just funny because, like, I do still get that feeling of, oh, well, I want to do all these different things. Like, yeah, I know what I want my main thing to be. But, like, I also have this desire to have some in not not inconsistency, but some things that are kind of different. Like, it's so weird to say this, but I've literally thought about later in life getting a PhD in neuroscience. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like when I say that. Why not? It's good to have goals. It's good to have thoughts for the future. Yeah, but people are like, why do you need to get two doctorates? And I'm like, because I'm Caroline and I'm an overachiever. Exactly. 
See, I think that's the other thing though. Mine is that I'm an overachiever. And so my desire of doing many different things is it's not to like one up anyone. It's never out of this feeling of I need to be better than another. But yeah. it, I want to excel in many different fields. Yeah. And yours is I want to learn from many yes. different fields. <laughs> yeah. So very different. Very different. Very, very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to it. All these people are in such different places in their lives. So, like, in terms of jobs. So, like, we, like, I, I finished college. I graduated a year ago. And I have no desire to go back to grad school at this point. Yeah. Like, I have no desire to continue my education right now. Like, right now. I'm saying right now because who knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But and that's just some not the next that, step for me. There's some people that feel that. And then there's other people who are, like, literally never going to touch a textbook again. I am not going back to grad school. Yeah. And then there's other people who are, like, well, maybe. And then there's other people who are, like, let's do it. <laughs> because as much as like I want to do so many different things in my life but I have no plan I have no like expectation for like what the rest of my life is going to look like I kind of have an idea of what I want but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to get there and to put a timeline on things and get to that certain place um and and I'm just gonna see what happens yeah what you're like I know several people who end, who left college and didn't start working. You know, they take like a gap year. But I know some people who's that lasted for a long time where they just couldn't figure out what they wanted. And, you know, they just had to pick up any job that came to them because yeah. life does catch up to you. Mm -hmm. And you do need to work. Whereas... Some people come out of college with a job offer, like knowing when they're going to start, knowing who they're going to work with. But it's just so wild that some people literally do come out being like, yep, yeah, next week, starting my full-time job that I'll probably be in for the next 40 years. Yeah. It's wild to think about. And I think, but also the culture around jobs and careers has changed a lot significantly when our parents were in that point of their lives totally because at that point in their life at when my, our parents graduated college they were expected to get a job get married do all these things right away before you turn like 25, 25. 28 <laughs> Like, if you turned 30 and you didn't have a house, you didn't have a full, like, a lifetime job, you didn't, you weren't married, like. People looked at you weird. Yeah. You were ostracized in a lot of different circles. And now, a lot of people are don't want to be stuck in a job for 40 years. They have changed the majority perspective from you get a job, you do that job, you get married, you have kids, you raise a family. It's changed from that to 
basically whatever you want. Yeah. The millennials gonna really make did. Happy. The millennials the, did a lot. They did a lot. I mean, when people started to say, like, to speak up about just not wanting to have children, that I think yeah. was a huge thing. And now there's so many people who are like, I don't see myself having kids. Like, I'll be exactly. the fun man. I don't, like, there's no issue with that. Exactly. Or some people, And it was so taboo when f- people first so, started oh yeah. saying that. It still kind of is, I think, but it's so much more acceptable now of like, okay, that's not as strange as it once was. Yeah. I mean, and and it's a lot more acceptable within the younger generations. Totally. Like now, yeah. I don't think that most of us care. No. At all. But you the tell other me you don't thing, want kids, I said, okay. <laughs> whatever. The other, the other thing that they really changed was opinions on marriage. Where so many people, yeah. they either, they were single much later in life and they were like, I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't need to date anyone to be happy. Like, I love myself. Or there were a lot of couples who just continued dating and they were like, we're not going to get married. Like, we will yeah. just be partners for the rest of our lives, but we're not going to get married. Yeah. And so that's a, that was a huge thing because everyone was like, well, if you're going to be together forever, why not just do it? And they're like, because we're going to be together forever, why do we need a paper? Yeah, it's like whatever. But some people don't want that label because it's binding. And like yeah. they don't want to feel bound to it, even though they want to be with this they're person like choosing for the rest it. of their lives. Exactly. Yeah. They're choosing it. They're not forcing it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, my grandparents, they never got officially married. Really? Yeah, pop up and grandma. So yeah. my gran- my grandfather was married previously, and then he was divorced, and he had a lifelong partner up until the day they died. Like, they were lifelong partners, but they never got married, which was very weird for yeah. many people because they were like, why not? And also, my grandma never had children of her own. Yeah. She never had biological children. Wow. My grandma started the revolution. She did. <laughs> Judy. You Thanks, did it Judy. <laughs> it's all because of you. <laughs> cheers to you. Wait, we forgot to do a cheers. Oh my gosh, we did. We forgot to cheers. Cheers to Judy. Cheers to Judy. Starting the revolution. Judy. Dang. That's my freaking grandma. Anyhow. Anywho. But yeah, so those are two things that I think really were huge, like turning points. Yeah. I guess also like becoming parents later on. Yeah. Like a lot of people, for those who do choose to get married and have children, a lot of them started to have children much later in life because they were like, we want to enjoy our young are you life yeah Yeah. we want to celebrate being young because when you're old you can't go back to being young but yeah so many people want to now experience their youth a lot more before they have kids before they settle down before they buy a house before they get married which granted if you you know, if you raise your children in a certain way, like, you can still do all of that stuff. There's nothing oh, holding absolutely. you back from traveling with your children. 
but a lot of people are choosing to like embrace their their youth and their 20s and being like this is a time of my own expression like I've seen a lot of TikTok trends being like this is why you should be single in your 20s yeah and it's like being able to travel and all this stuff and granted I am not a single lady in my 20s very much taken but I still am gonna be able to travel and do all the things that I want to do I just have it I can just do it with with my man's with your mans. With my dude. But there's no rush that I feel to get married right now and to start having children. Part of that is because I'm in a doctorate program and I simply do not want to have children at the same time because that seems very stressful. But I feel so young. I feel yeah. like a child myself. I still call my mom asking her for help. Yeah. Uh, telling her when I I got a boo-boo. Uh-huh. Telling her when I'm sick. I, yeah. I don't feel like I could mother a child. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like it I can't even begin to imagine me. that. It physically it makes me disgusts me. It makes I my turn. <laughs> cannot. I. Yeah, no. And, like, I do want kids in the future. Like, I fully do. But right do. now, at 22 years old, having I a child. I could never imagine. Could never imagine. But right now, there's still so much that I want to do. There's so much that I want to experience by myself. Because there's so much that I want to do for myself. And at this point in my life, I'm allowed to be selfish like that. Totally. You don't have I'm allowed- anyone... I literally have nobody and I love it. Yeah, like you don't have anyone. I love being single right now. I love not having children and not having that responsibility because I get to do exactly what I want for myself. And that is incredible. Yeah. Like that's something that you should embrace. And I do. Girl, I'm going to Paris for a month and a half at least and I I don't have a flight back. I know. I'm aware. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> but that's what I want to do. And so I'm doing it. And I don't care totally about anybody fine. else. I'll talk. To, I'll call my family. I'll call you. Thank you. You're in- included in my family. Okay. Well, I need to make sure. But I, I'm not tied down and I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. But some people are ready for that next step. They yeah. feel ready. It's, it's just, like, thinking back to our grandparents, like, at 18, 19, being married, and then, like, immediately having a child. Yeah. That's wild to me. And then I know freshman year of college, we learned that the average time of getting married was 27, 28. And now, yeah, yeah I feel like. Now it's probably closer to 29.30, probably. if not slightly older. Probably. But I just think it's so interesting how it's just being pushed back more yeah. and more. But we do have some of these people who are getting engaged right now. I just watched yeah. – um, there's two YouTubers that I, like – I don't actively watch them or subscribe, but, like, I've seen them in passing. Like, yeah. 
recommended. They're literally like one just graduated college and the the week later was attending her wedding. Oh my god. Yeah. A week after you graduate? A week after or two weeks after. But it was within the same month that she graduated college and got married. And I was like, what? That's wild. But then when you also think about it, there's the trends in like some of the Texas schools and some Catholic like Christian schools where it's ring before spring. Yeah. So like at graduation, everyone has an engagement ring. So while we did go on a few tangents, uh, <laughs> of many tangents, to say the least, um, really what we're trying to say in this episode is that being in our young 20s, it's so freaking weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's strange because we really are seeing so many different phases of life between romance, between career, between, like, just so many things. And I think that a lot of people say, like, you really come to find yourself in college, but I think it's more so becoming you find yourself in your 20s. Yeah. And so people are really finding out who they are. And granted, you can always change up who you are later on in life. You can figure it out later on in life. You can do whatever you want later on in life. And that's becoming way more acceptable now. But it's wild being in this period where it is starting. Like the youngest, the youngest people to be getting married, it's starting and we're witnessing it. And we're like here in this time period. Yeah, but really the 20s, the 20, your 20s have become the time for you to explore. Self-expression, figuring out what the heck is going on in your life. Yeah. Where you're going to end up. Figuring out where you want to be. What you're going to do. It, it truly is this time. And I guess, I guess when I entered my 20s, I didn't really think about that. Or like growing up, I didn't think about my 20s that much. Yeah, you kind of always imagine your teenage years because growing up, that's kind of what's put in front of you in terms of media and, yeah, like, that's what's coming next. So you always think about, like, your teenage years and then when you enter your 20s, you're kind of like, maybe you're in college or maybe you have a job and you're like, oh, I'm kind of on my own right now. I'm trying, now I have to figure out what the heck does 20s mean? Yeah, and I feel and... like I feel like we always think about like as children we think about our teen years, but we think about our teen years and then we think about our adult years. Yeah. We don't think about that in between where we're Which like your really just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so now we're living those years after never having like pictured them. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, Shall we get into our wines? Would you like to start? I would love to start talking about my wine. Go for it. So again, I'm drinking the boxed wine, Provisions boxed wine. I don't know if it's like everywhere. I found it down in Blacksburg and I brought it up here with me. I haven't um, seen it around. But it's pretty good. Um, so let me read what it says. Provisions 
grower of everyday fine wines, produces everyday sippers from the world's finest grape-growing regions, our winemaker strives to keep you well-provisioned with quality, crowd-pleasing wines that pair perfectly with food and good company, of course. <laughs> um. Oh, so it's actually made in Chile. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually, I have really enjoyed this wine. I've been drinking it for a little while. Um, and so it's a boxed wine. So I just keep it in my fridge and it's, it's like a bag in a box and it just has a little pour spout. So you just pour it in, pour a glass whenever you want. And it's been really nice and it's kept good. Probably about a month I've had this. And it still tastes like the, like I just bought it. That's nice. Um, but it's, it's very, it's like crisp and acidic and refreshing. And it's got like, I get like lemon and it's a little grassy and maybe like clementine and dried apricots. That's what I'm getting. Interesting. Yeah. But like just a little hint of that. The really the most the, the most that I get is the like acidity and the citrusness of it. Do you want to know what the website says? I'd love to. Lively and crisp with tropical fruit and white peach notes with a mouthwatering finish. All right. Tropical. Tropical. So that's like mango and pineapple. Yeah. It's not really what I'm getting. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's still good. I think I'll give it a 3.5. It's very accessible. I like all the flavors. It's got the acidity that I like, but it's not over acidic. And it's not like... It's not very smelly like New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs tend to be. Um... But I really appreciate it, and especially for a boxed wine, top notch. Would buy it again? Would definitely buy it again. Good to know. Yeah. I'll have to look out for provisions, see if I can find see any it anywhere you ones. go. Yeah, because yeah. I've never seen that one before. Yeah, well, they had it in Kroger, but I've never seen it anywhere else, so. I will keep my eye out. Yeah. What about you? How's your wine? Well... As a reminder, I'm drinking the Kendall Jackson Vintners Reserve Sauvignon Blanc 2020. It is a California wine. It is definitely acidic. I mean, Sauvignon Blanc. It's not as strong as some other ones that I've had, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Because I think Sauvignon Blancs can get pretty strong. and They like, can get pretty strong. Like, almost like hit you in the face and you're like, oh. Okay, but this one's pretty mellow. Yeah? Yeah. So, like, this one I could definitely picture being, like, a good summer wine. The back of this bottle says, This wine is a blend of predominantly Sauvignon Blanc fruit grown in cool climate vineyards throughout California. I don't know what the other parts of the blends are, because it doesn't say, but predominantly Sauvignon Blanc. Each site contributes something unique to the finished wine. Crisp lime, 
melon, and pear merge with with layers of fresh fig and herbs with just a hint of mineral on the aromatic finish. Love it. So, lots of details. Could I get any of that? No, of course not. (laughs) Fig shocks me. Fig? Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. I feel like fig normally would be like a red wine thing. Yeah. But no, layers of fresh fig and herbs. All right. It is crisp. It's definitely got that like, I'm a Sauvignon Blanc, but I really like it. I I think I would actually give it a four because okay. I would definitely drink it again. And I like that it's more mellow because like I said, Sauvignon Blancs can get very, they can be, you know, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. But this one, yeah. I would like, it's an easy drink. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Good. So those are our ratings of these wines. Yes. But. One of the. Yeah. So one of the other things that we wanted to do for this episode, um, since it's our 20th and, you know. We had intended on doing this for the 10th episode. We're going to try to do this every 10 episodes. Yes. So what we wanted to do is that we wanted to do a rating of the top five wines that we've drank throughout the entire podcast series. Yep. And so we will try to do this every 10 or 20 episodes from now on. Yeah. And it's going to be um, like throughout the whole entire library of wines. From everything we've just, drank before. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like each 10 increments it's gonna be throughout all of them yes so our complete overall ratings of all of the wines we've ever drank on the podcast yeah yeah so we're gonna start in order of our lowest of the five to our top favorite overall so caroline would you like to start my number five i have as the as the Schmidt Sohn Dry Riesling. All right. I have my number five as the Famille Perrine. It's the Grenache and Syrah red blend that we drank. That was that was a good one. That was that's in my top ten. Yeah. Not my top five. Yeah. Next, right. my number four. I have the Cupcake Pinot Grigio. Ah, Cupcake made it. It did. I'm still surprised that such I know. a well-known, like, all-over-the-board wine was that good. I am, too. Yeah. I am shocked. Um, My number four is the wine that we had last week, or the wine that I had last week, um, which is the Prophecy French Rosé. My number three is the wine that I had last week, the ah. Le Rosé. Yes. So, that's funny. Nice. Mine number three is the first Sauvignon Blanc that we drank on this podcast was the Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc. That is my number three. That one is pretty good. Yeah. My number two is actually the Black Box Pinot Noir. Okay. That's my number six. Got it. I'm yeah, a, it almost I'm a made it on there. lady. I know. <laughs> Black Box almost made it on there for me, but I just missed it by a hair. My number two, actually, is the Schmitzone Dry Riesling. Oh, wow. I really liked that one. 
Wow. Yeah. Already then. Yeah. Saucy. And your number one? I have as the Josh Rosé, which is the first that the first wine that I ever tried on the podcast. Yeah. That's the only wine that I've ever given a five. So part of me wants to like drink it again and be like, is this really like now that you've gotten in the habit of analyzing wine? Yes. Now I'm curious, would that actually be my top? So Alrighty, and in my number one spot I have to nobody's surprise, the Chateau Saint Michel Cabernet Sauvignon. Of course. That I absolutely adored it is my highest rating on the podcast at a 4.5 um and we all know that i love a cab sav and i remember the chateau saint michel and i remember i've just always liked that it's just always been a very convenient and just consistently good cabernet sauvignon so yeah no one's surprised no one's surprised (laughs) I'm a cab sav girly. It's okay. You are. And I am more of the whites and rosés girly. Yes. Yes. Classic. Yes. Alrighty. Well, that was our top fives of the 20 episodes that we've had. And that was our discussion about how weird being in our 20s is. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that everyone enjoyed Yes. Please follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on the app Vibe, or nope, not the app Vibe and with Vino, but the app Vivino, <laughs> where you can see our ratings and reviews. And all of our inst- our all of our tags are at Vibe and with Vino. No G. No G. And on that note, see ya. Bye.